When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 561 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Hat Key, rocking the, rocking the Ohio Bobcats hat, Stephen Kyle Bracky, and funky Ben Askren. Ben, we had a weekend full of wrestling. Did you like that or what? We get to talk about wrestling today, Christian. This oh. has not happened in... Check the calendar. It was March 13th when we shut down, so we're going to go with seven months. We have not really talked about wrestling more than, you know, I think the biggest event that's happened was who's number one, and that was a total of 13 matches. We got way more than 13 matches to discuss. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Hundreds and hundreds of matches, yes. So there's a lot of – I kind of want to start with some of the, the bigger storylines here. And to me – and. You know, I tweeted this, and maybe some people disagreed. I was very impressed with the level of wrestling I saw from the the guys that were that made deep runs. Right, I felt like the finals yeah. matches, quarters, semis, it looked like the what the U.S. Open looks like. It looked like what Senior Nationals looks like. And did some guys have some down performances, maybe relative to what we're seeing? Sure, but we also see that at every single U.S. Open ever. Right, we yeah. see guys that have really deep runs and they DNP. So I was. Very impressed with the level of wrestling. I thought they looked good. Remember, this was not, by and large, this were not our best guys. And still, I was really impressed with how everyone looked. I thought they looked sharp, offensive. I didn't see a ton of rust. But um, I never made the Olympic team like Ben. So what do you think? Well, what I'll say on that that is I know that this maybe a lot of our best guys weren't here. So Sailing at 57, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have Fix. We don't have Gilman. We don't have Spencer Lee. We don't have Suriano. We don't have Seth Gross. There's a lot of guys not there. That being said, I kind of loved it because you kind of get to see that next tier of guys. Like, are we ever going to get to see Dylan Regis and make a run like that if those guys are there? And the answer to that is, is no. He's, he's not just beating those guys at this point in time. And so that, you know, this is kind of one of the reasons I always love the U20s. It's like, U20s, we get to see who's coming next. We get to see that next group of guys who's going to be really impressive. And we saw a lot of those performances. Dylan Ragson, super impressive. Rocky Elam, he's a Mizzou guy. I'm usually a homer. He was way better than I thought he was. Yeah. You know, we get to see a bunch of these guys who are like, wow, I didn't realize that guy was this good. And can they beat the number one or two guy at their weight class right now? Probably not. But does that mean they're not really good? And the answer to that is no. No, not, not at all. And I think – Man, there were a lot of surprises this weekend. None bigger than the run Dylan Raggison went on. I mean, this, yeah. is a, this is a guy who was in high school last year. He's at Michigan now. 
Well, you took several losses in high school uh, last year, right? So yeah, yeah. this isn't this isn't a, a Dayton fix coming out of high school. This isn't anything like that, or so we thought. And I don't know if it's a combination of overall fearlessness and rapid improvement at at Michigan. You know, some it was kind of speculated about the being at the right weight class. I don't know much about that, but I, he looked fantastic. He was really dynamic. It, it was what stuck out to me is. He was really good in the ties. He was attacking legs. He had counters. He had some parterre stuff, upper body. He just kind of had a lot of everything. Yeah. And for me, he was the, the number one story out of out of senior nationals. Um, yeah, so he, he was a great story. So I guess, you know, here's my perspective on Dale Reagan. I actually thought he had been through a redshirt year already. Uh, obviously, earlier in his career, I believe he won a Fargo title, made a Cadet World team. And then I, want, I don't want to say struggle. Maybe that's not the right word, but... He kind of, I don't want to say he fell off a little bit, but he wasn't like the number one ranked kid in his weight class coming out of high school. And so there was a little bit of people overlooking him. And, you know, I think he came out and made it very clear how good he is this weekend. Beating Darian Cruz was huge. But then, you know, like the one that, and this is where it's like, I love seeing this next level of kids. He goes and kills Sean Russell. He beat him up. It was, it was yeah. not really competitive. It was 16 to five. And then Sean Russell goes on the backside and hammers Sam Latona 10 to 0. And, like, we think Sam Latona is really good. I mean, we, we talked about him challenging for an All American spot this year. And so you see, you know, obviously, I know wrestling math doesn't always work, but how badly Dylan Regison beat um, the, uh, Sean Russell, and then how badly Sean Russell beat uh, Sam Latona, man, I mean, that was, uh, that was really impressive right there to kind of watch the differences there. It's not like Latona struggled this tournament either. I mean, he beat Camacho. Yeah, the he, tournament. Beat, he beat Matt Ramos. He, he got it started when he beat Shelton Mack 12 to 4, which was pretty alarming. Yeah. You know, Mack went on to place. And yeah, Russell, Russell beat him up pretty good. But he looked good. I thought Camacho had a really nice showing. Excuse me for himself. 57 was really fun because there was just some really nice young talent. And then, of course, Vito was, you know, he was the favorite coming in and he looked every bit of the part and kind of smash his way through Mueller gave him the toughest match. That was probably in reality, the, the final, but, and then that happened in the semis, but still a, a great showing by Vito who continues to enter the conversation for it. Is he kind of in this realm and, you know, with, with the win over Soriano, what he did at senior nationals, what he's gone on to do, you can't help but put him in the, in the short list for 57 contenders for Tokyo. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, he looked outstanding, and yeah, to your point, you know, a lot of guys kind of, I don't say made their name, but they impressed us, younger guys. Uh, Vito was the only one who I think you would put in uh, the contender tier that was at this tournament, and he he looked outstanding, and he kind of showed, you know, the gap between the top tier in America and that next tier, right? Yeah. I mean, he showed that, I feel like he showed that to us really clearly, um, because, you know, I don't, as good as he is, I don't know if you're making him the favorite over Spencer or Gilman or Fix. I think you'd say no to that. No. Um, but he looked so impressive against everybody else. Um, so, yeah, great performance for him. Yeah, I saw, I, I think, a couple other guys to talk about. Latona, really good tournament. And then Jacob Camacho. I, I was pretty impressed by him. Um, so we could talk about them. They, they actually met on the backside. Mm -hmm. And Latona won 5-4, really competitive match. So here, here's Latona's tournament. He beats Bo Bayless, beats Shelton Mack, loses to Jack Mueller, beats Matt Ramos, Jacob Camacho, and then loses his last two to Sean Russell and Pirelli. And then on the other side, Camacho, 
He looked really good against your boy Johnny Flakes first round. He texted Brody Teske. I mean, he killed Brody Teske. He loses to Ruja, but then he killed Jack Medley, which was you know a really impressive win. Loses to Latona and then beats Shelton Mack. So you know, uh, I feel like a pretty good tournament for him. Kind of shows us where he's at. I, I feel like Aruja is going to challenge for an NCAA national title if he chooses to wrestle. And I feel like Camacho and Latona are in that level where they're going to um, be competitive in the all, you know, maybe like five through 12 range. Yeah, I'm excited for the Latona Camacho rivalry. They're both <laughs> really fun guys to watch. Of course, Latona, Virginia Tech, Camacho, NC State. Uh, I like Teske's tournament too. I thought he looked really solid. You know, he's a guy transferred from Penn State to UNI. N- nothing super alarming, but beat Brandon Courtney. His only two losses mm-hmm. were to Pirelli and Camacho. Wins over Reno and Longmire. So strong showing there. Um, well, I thought, he, Christian, I thought he looked good against Courtney first round. But then when I saw that, I thought he'd be more competitive against Camacho. And Camacho just kind of, I don't want to say, yeah, he manhandled him. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. 144 it's tech. Right. Yeah. Superiority. As they would like me to call it. Um, what do they like you to call it? Oh, they don't like tech falls. They're calling it, you know, it's the, the term is technical superiority. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's kind of lame. I don't really say it. It's lame. I only say it to address the fact that I don't ever say it. Uh, another guy that we, you know, we were kind of looking forward to, maybe came up a little bit short, was Dom Serrano. He lost yeah. it. I don't even really know. I, I don't know what the Blue Ridge RTC is. Maybe you can inform me. It's got to be like, is it Campbell or is it App State? App State. App State. Okay. Cody Russell messed him up first round. I called that match. Yeah. He was really impressive in that match. So who's Cody Russell? Because I had never heard of him before. He's Sean Russell's brother. Two-time NCAA qualifier, 133. Legit? Yeah, he's good. Is he really Sean Russell's brother? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same parents and everything. Same parents. Because they're from Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. Same, <laughs> same parents and everything. Good one, Christian. Um, so, is that how it works? Um, uh, I've been looking into it. Oh, my gosh. So, my, so, uh, oh, I can't. Um, never mind. I'll tell you a story off air. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I forget that podcast. We're doing a podcast right now. and I just Everyone can listen to us. I'm like, you know what? I probably shouldn't tell you a story right now. So I'm going to tell you a story. Well, now I really can't wait to hear it. Um, (laughs) Hey, so I kind of want to skip around. I don't want to just go in weight class order because really the other big story, probably the biggest story, is Kyle Snyder, his match with Kyvan Gadsden. He gets taken down early. Then I don't know if we can pull it up, but the injury was so strange looking then. And and I don't really. I watched it a bunch. Me too. It happened. That's that is what is actually the scariest thing to me. It's like whenever you see non-contact, and I I'm assuming it was a knee injury because like when he sat down, um, they were looking at the ankle, but everyone seemed to think it was was knee. So I don't know if it was ankle or knee. I don't know if they're gonna go hockey, um, lower body injury. Can, I don't know. Can you, oh, that's what Kale's not even gonna address it. Kale's probably telling us a shoulder injury or something. Yeah, probably shoulder injury, but. <laughs> I don't know. What what were your thoughts on the injury? What do you think is injured? I mean, I'm not asking you to make yeah, a diagnosis like, here, but let's see the video. Um, well, I think it's yeah. So I don't know. The diagnosis is I have no idea. Um, with this kind of stuff, some you know, with ACLs, I never had one, but they say sometimes when you can't see anything, that that's an ACL. So like this one, it's like is there's no twist, there's no turn. 
it's just he comes up lame, you know. And so I, I really have no idea. You can't see an ankle roll. Who knows, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big who knows. And you know the the reaction Snyder had afterwards was most. Uh, Ah, it was the thing that stuck out the most. It gave me the most fear. It was not like, really? yeah, like the way he was, he was saying, he was just exasperating, saying, dang it. It was like, it wasn't about the match and not being able to wrestle the match. This is me just reading layers deep, yeah, right? That sure, maybe sure. aren't there, but it seemed like, did I just really mess myself up in an Olympic year a couple months out before trials kind of thing, right? Yeah. We all know the yeah. timelines. If it's a serious knee injury, or uh, you know, Achilles or something like that. Oh yeah, Achilles would be really bad. I, I I feel like he wouldn't have if it was Achilles, he wouldn't have been able to even get back up. Um, is my thought, but I don't know. Yeah, so it was, you know, he gets he gets hurt. It's sort of innocuous looking what happens, and then he tries to to gut it out. He clearly can. He gives up another takedown, and um, you know, Kale Kale calls it. Basically, here it's coming up soon. So um, we've got the clip here. It was two zero for Gadsden. He had a nice takedown, which is something we've seen Gavin's or Gadsden's yeah. been able to do that. And there, just, yeah, I don't even know. Steps up a little bit, and there's a lot of pressure on it, but it's not like it twists or anything, right? So if we could freeze it when he steps up, so you step boom right there. Yeah, but it's you see, but it's not like it was twisted. I mean, obviously at that point in time, there was a lot of pressure on it. But it's not going to the side or anything like that. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks so normal. Normal, right? and, yes. And then he tries to gut it out. You know, they sit and they they look at him for a while, and then you know he he yeah. tries to tries to make it happen. He clearly doesn't have it. So a very very unfortunate to yeah essentially, essentially lose Snyder long term. I'm sure we won't see him for a while. Uh, and can only hope, you know, no matter who your rooting interest is in the 97 kilogram race, Jaden, Kyle Snyder, Colin Moore, Kyvin Gadsden, you, you want all the guys there healthy with their, with their shot. Yes. And so we're hopeful that that's the case for Snyder and for Kyvin Gadsden, you kind of feel for because everyone's throws an asterisk next to this win because it's like, well, he didn't get to finish the match. He was injured. But the reality is you were up two zero when he got hurt. Um, and then it was five zero before before he had to default. But Gatson advances, and Colin Moore just pulls it out against Hayden Zilmer in the semis. That was an outstanding match. And then you know what I, I was most impressed about Colin Moore, and because this is something it, it showed more in the finals than anything, but his ability to get turns. I mean, because Colin Moore, to my knowledge. Didn't wrestle a whole bunch of freestyle ever, right? And his growing up, it was more he was more right. of a folk style guy. And he had some really good top work. He had some really good uh takedown and turn transitions. I, I was really impressed with him. Um, you know, again, this is where it's like, well, can he challenge Jaden or Kyle? I'm I'm not really sure, but he looked outstanding this weekend. Yeah, I thought so as well. And to your point, he made a junior world team after his redshirt year. And yep. He went to the open that year and did like poorly. He, I don't even think he placed. And yeah. that was like his, apparently his first freestyle tournament ever. You know, take take a, you get a month later, goes to trials, wins the spot. Then he had a strong showing at, at Worlds. And then he's been, you know, 
on the up and up with freestyle ever since. And I remember the story was after he, you know, made the team was that Colin really uh, liked, or Kyle Snyder really liked training with Colin Moore and thought he was a really strong yeah. training partner. And then, you know, Colin went on to get third. This was before he'd even placed at NCAAs. He was just kind of a under the radar, tough Ohio kid. Then he makes junior worlds and he gets third at NCAA. Yeah. So he's a, has a really, and he gave Jaden Cox a really tough match. If you remember, and Jaden's talked about that match mm-hmm. in, in the past. He's like, Hey, I really liked yep. wrestling Colin Moore. He really pushed me. He brought a, a lot out of me. And that he mentioned that Jaden is like kind of a reason he was excited about training with the Ohio regional training center. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the rankings, so I'm on flow domestic freestyle rankings. There's actually five of the top 10 at this weight class at this tournament as comparative to 57. There was only, the only one in the top 10 was, um, uh, Vito. And so then at 97, I also Jacob Casper, I believe he's retired because he moved down to Orlando to pursue a different career. Um, so five of the top nine were in this weight class. So it was, it was a pretty scrappy weight class. Um, uh, obviously Jaden, not there. Uh, Mike Mock, not there, but you got number one, Snyder, uh, four, Zilmer, five, Walls, six, Colin Moore, seven, Kevin Getson. So it was a really good weight class. I think probably, I would guess, the most ranked guys of any weight class. Um, and Colin Moore, obviously, really, really impressive. And um, no one else, though, none of the other young guys kind of made deep runs that I was mm-hmm. all that impressed by, whereas that happened at a lot of the other weight classes. You're right. I mean, you look. More Gadsden, Zilmer, Dudley, you know, Schultz, you could say is kind of a younger guy, but you know, he would have been behind Snyder if you know, mm-hmm. Snyder had he not got injured. Then Ty Walls, who's been a mainstay. And then Lucas Davison's really the only other college guy that managed to get into the top eight. So yeah, very, very good point there that the kind of old guard reigned supreme in 97. Yeah. Um, so, where's Timmy? Is Timmy Dudley still at? He's probably not at Nebraska. Where is he training at? Well, I don't know. I thought he... I don't remember him leaving Nebraska, but SKWC. Um, no, it says Lincoln. Yeah, Link, Lincoln, Nebraska. It says on his. But it says SKWC profile. Yeah, sunk his kids. Oh, okay, so, so um, maybe he still is in Lincoln. I, I didn't realize that, but you, he looked pretty solid. Um, maybe all the way to the third place match, bunch of good wins. But yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have a tough time getting to that upper echelon of this weight class also kind of like we talked about with Ragusin and the 57 kilogram crew yeah it was interesting the the more zilmer semi because we all remember the crazy zilmer comeback from senior mm-hmm. nationals it was 9-0 colin moore zilmer comes back to win and then mm-hmm. it was kind of a reversal forge not to that extreme but moore was down late had to go get one and did was able to win late against against hayden zilmer so cool little rivalry budding there between those two 97 kilo guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun. Where do you want to go next? Uh, let's I go 65, man. Cause, cause Andrew Alirez was, uh, where the hell did he come from? Well, Greeley, Colorado specifically, but Christian, I went and looked cause I'm like, did I miss something? Like I went back and I looked at his wrestle stat he didn't beat anyone this year. He had no. four, it was either four or five losses. It was like, we knew he was really good, right? I mean, he, he made the junior trials and he lost to Keegan to make the, you know, the final thing he wrestled off against Yaya Thomas. Um, so we knew he was really good, but then he kind of had an underwhelming freshman year. Uh, I, I mean, there, I don't think there was anyone in the top 30 that he beat. And then he comes out and he does this and it's like, wow. I mean, 
you know, this is like NCAA champion type stuff, the, the, the tournament he had. It absolutely is. And that's why he was, I mean, we had so much buzz about Andrew Lierez coming into last year. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I don't know what where I had him in my preseason predictions, but I'm certain it was really high. And yeah. I thought he was I thought he was a contender to to win it all. I thought he was that good. And I was basing that off of, you know, what I'd seen him do in freestyle, right? And yeah. Sometimes I know everyone wants to say wrestling is wrestling, but if it's, it's true, not. it's I don't think it's I don't think that's simple. It's that simple, right? Yeah. I think there are certain I'm, styles that are simply better for freestyle. Now, can you be good at yeah. both? Obviously, but Sometimes I get frustrated, Christian, because it's not there's not an obvious transition. Like, why does this style not work here but not here? Like, sometimes it's really obvious. Uh, the guy's terrible on bottom, right? And it makes sense. And you can really clearly point out, okay, well, he stinks at folk style because he can't get off bottom, right? Or he can't scramble or something like that. But like in in the Alira's case, like to me, there's not really an obvious. Well, he can't do this or he can't do that. It's like not this doesn't stick out to you. But his tournament, look at his tournament, dude. Um, Insane. Okay, Josh Heil, 10-0 Josh Heil. Josh Heil was like a top 10 guy this year. I mean, yes. 141. 11-5 Mitch McKee. Mitch McKee was in a multiple-time All-American. Joey McKenna, national finalist. Beats him. Yaya Thomas, I don't think he was a top 10 guy, but we know he was really good. And he was a junior world team member last year, 7-1. And then beats Evan Henderson, who's been you know a top, I don't know what, set five, seven guy in the U.S. rankings for a, quite a while now. Quite a while. I mean, holy crap. Yeah, that's that's like not a fortuitous run. He was the run. He made it happen. I mean, he's, I mean, he's got to be considered like a top five-ish guy at, at sixty-five at this point. I mean, I went over. It's not like McKenna had a terrible tournament. McKenna came yeah, back McKenna for third. Beat, he beat McKenna everyone. beat Yanni at uh, in Dallas. He beat Yanni in Dallas. He just beat Jaden Ironman last uh, this weekend. Like it wasn't yeah. like oh McKenna lost to Liras and then he you know lost in the round of twelve or something. No. He lost a close one to Aliras and then came back for third against maybe the deepest yeah. weight. And I wanted to read some. Here's he some so he killed. He killed Ironman. It was it was ten zero. Um, it wasn't really competitive. He killed Chad Red. That wasn't really competitive. He killed Jay Nabis. Not competitive. I mean, McKenna didn't have a bad tournament, but he did. You know, you're, to your point, he lost to Aliras. Here's listen to these DMPs. Robbie Mathers, who was like the first session story because he beat Luke Fletcher and Dean Heil. Robbie Mathers DMP'd. Mitch, Mitch McKee. Yeah, Mitch McKee DMP'd. Chad Red, Ian Parker, uh, Ethan Lezak, Luke Fletcher, Dean Heil, Jaden Navis, Earl Hall. Uh, yeah, Ian Parker, Yvonne. Yeah, look, oh, look at Robbie did. Mathers. Listen, Robbie Mathers tournament. He wrestles Luke Fletcher and kills him. He wrestles Dean Heil and kills him. And then he finds Evan Henderson and Kane and Storr in his first two matches on the backside. That's, that's a tough four matches right there. Yeah, seriously. Um, and wow. went on to place. But yeah, 65, as, as I look at these these DMPs and I look at the, the top eight, it, it was the deepest weight we had. It, it was really, really strong. So, so Christian, on, on your guys' rankings, you have five of the top ten there. So you got number four, McKenna, six, Henderson, seven, Ironman, nine, Heil, ten, Pletcher. We're all there. Meredith's retired, so it's really five of the top nine. Meredith's retired? Well, I heard he's going to fight. I mean, he's I know wrestling, wrestling a lot for a retired guy. He's literally wrestling on two I heard, cars. I heard he's going to fight. That's what I've heard. I heard he's training training for mixed martial arts. Okay. Well, he's got a weird way of showing it because he's wrestling <laughs> Austin DeSanto and Bo Bartlett. November. He's wrestling Bo Bartlett. All right, he's wrestling Bo Bartlett. What since when? Since this morning. 
Damn it all. I wasn't on Twitter this morning. Okay, go ahead. So. Wow, uh, Bartlett's that good? We'll find out. I mean, because you know who's making the matches. Why would they? Why, why would they put him against him if, if he's going to get his ass kicked? I don't know. I don't know. They probably don't think he will. Wow. That, that's what I'm saying. So then he must be pretty good, huh? Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's really good at freestyle too. Wow. Hey. Okay. okay. Let's talk more. We about... have so much more to talk about at this weight class, Christian. Well, I know, and and I want to talk about where, where does Alira stack up and in his style. I think. I think what makes him good, I don't know if the weight class helps that it's 143 and a half and maybe he's a little undersized at 49. Maybe he's, I, he doesn't exactly excel on the mat in, in folk style. He's really good transitioning from takedown to turn. He's really good yeah. at he, finishing. Christian, how good is he at? I'm, he's got to be the best I've ever seen at, and I don't know why he's so good at picking the leg up high and taking him the opposite direction, which is it's a fantastic move. But it's not like it's like super technical or there's anything different about it. But for some reason, he gets that like all the freaking time. It's wild how frequently he gets it. Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, you watch the, the, the Mako foot sweep and it doesn't really make sense yeah. how easily he does it. It's all about timing, right? And mm -hmm. I think he's probably got one of those uncanny feels for the timing of when to club the dude's freaking neck. And they, they fall down. And they don't just fall down. They fall down to their back frequently. He had a huge yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, Thomas for a four. Put him right on his back. And if he doesn't put him down to his back, he's... Catches uh, a leg lace. He's ridiculous with with um, catching the lace on the way down. Yeah. Yep. It's fantastic. So, Alira's really strong showing there. Uh, and, you know, is he going to beat a J.O.? Uh, Yanni, I don't, I don't know. But Yanni just compete. Yanni just lost to McKenna, so you know you're gonna have a hard time writing him off here, aren't you? Well, we say just lost. It was almost a year ago now. Sure, okay, but it was within within the last year, and I know maybe Yanni was hurt, but I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount that match just because there was maybe an injury that we're not a hundred percent sure about. No, it's it's been expunged from the record. It's <laughs> oh um, yeah hey how about how Legit. they screwed my guy chad red and gave him a tough first round match you know chad red doesn't like tough first round matches i know <laughs> we tried to tell him just let him let him kind of flow into the tournament they didn't want to do it um he didn't have a terrible showing though did he um, no uh so he lose so no he, he had a solid showing. he lost ian parker first round. He, i don't know, like a last six, six very very last second oh, takedown it was he was remember i think i texted you right after that because yes he was like I don't know what, Christian, why didn't he go to quad pot? I think he thought it was folks down. He put his hands down. It was a takedown. Do you remember this? Well, because yeah, no, Ian Parker he was, was fighting rear hands standing. standing up. Yeah, Ian Parker was rear standing. And he could have just went quad pot. And surely he could have held it for like three seconds. But he's trying to stand all the way up. And he gets down. It's like, bro, just go go to your quad. It's not a takedown. And surely you're strong enough to hold it for four seconds or five seconds. It was a long time. He he was up on his feet. It for was a not while. more than six seconds. But okay, but we could have went down very easily at like five or six or four or somewhere in there. Yes. At the very end of the match. Yes, yes, he could have. So he lost six six um at the last possible second to Ian Parker. And then beats Matt Santos, Morton, he pins, Sean Falls. He ten seven beats him. Tex Lezak, yeah. then fourteen yep. four loses to McKenna. Very yeah. strong showing. Absolutely a solid tournament by Chad Red, uh, and that's why, like for me, Christian, I'm saying it's a lot of fun to kind of go back and look at maybe this next tier of freestyle guys. Um, 
And this is kind of what I love about juniors. You get to see these guys compete. And now this is kind of even cooler because you can see we have some of, right, we have five of the top 10 guys in America here. So we have some of the best guys. And so leaders can get out there and beat beat some of them. Uh, but we, we also get to see kind of how that next year does. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the talk, controversy, whatever you want to call it, uh, why don't we go to 86 real quick? We got controversy? Wait, no, we're not done with 65, though. Oh, you're still going. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I love this weight. What else you got? There was so, there was so many good matches. Um, well, I think one guy who um, we got to see a little bit of, and it was he was very mixed, was Kevon Davenport. He's going to be a mm-hmm. freshman in Nebraska. Uh, you know, I think you're pretty high on him. I yes. think, I don't know what to expect him. He gets killed by McKenna first round, but he got a huge. So he beats Noah Gonser 10 0, but he beat Dean Heil 9 to 1, which was like that kind of was shocking to me. And then he turns around and loses to Ian Parker 10 1. So it's like, well, if we would have lost Ian Parker first and I had the Dean Heil win, I, I wouldn't really know what to think of it. Uh, but Dean Heil's two time NCAA champ. And for someone who's going into his freshman year of college, that's a really good win for Kevon Davenport. Yeah, I think you got to be really excited if you're in Nebraska. Wherever he winds up, I think he slots really nicely at, at 149. He was like the hype man for them all year long <laughs> for the duels, yep. just into it, everything. I, I, that was a really cool thing to follow. And, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's a strong show. I mean, this is senior-level wrestling, right? And yeah, while Ian Parker's not a guy who's probably going to threaten for a team, he's, he's solid and, and matchups matter. But maybe he was riding high off that Dean – in win. who knows yeah and, and you know one of the things that i, I don't know if this is gonna with show but you know i hope this is something that happens as rtc's become more and more prevalent you know christian we've talked to we've talked you know really the only top handful of guys stick around freestyle wrestling but who knows if if flow can keep doing pro cards and rtc's can keep becoming more prevalent maybe we can get you know 20 solid guys to stick around at each freestyle weight like how awesome would that be if that's something that happens? You think of a guy like actually another guy I was looking at here is Matt Kolodzik, who was he was five and three and he had, he had two losses, Jane Ironman, both of which were really really competitive. Um, like second one, you know, was not. Oh yeah, you got pinned. Sorry, it was very quick split. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the first one was six to five though. Went down. Yeah, went down yeah. He, wire. yeah, he was right in that match. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if someone like him can stick around for a while, is he ever going to beat the top guys? No, but is he going to be a really good, solid guy for a while? Yeah, he he definitely would be. Yeah, yeah, one of the dark horses we discussed had a, a very strong showing. Look, listen to this. He beat Kanan Store yeah. 5-1, Nick Dardanes 5-5, lost to Alira as the champ, beats Kolodzik 6-0, and then falls to McKenna. Uh, That's 6-0. solid. So he lost to probably the two best guys, or, you know, one of the – Two of the top three for sure, McKenna and Alirez. It's a really good showing. Yeah, yeah. Very, very uh, it's excited. a good showing by Yaya Thomas. Obviously, he, he's excelled in freestyle past his, you know, another guy who's kind of had better freestyle results than folk style results. But uh, yeah, obviously, the win over Klodzik was really impressive. And uh, Canning Store was a pretty good win for him, also. Yeah, like his part right. at 65. Are we done with this weight class because there was so much. I feel like we should have brought up some film too, but that was probably on me. I should have. There's some really good matches and fun. Like well, Bracky's pulling, pulling some stuff up here for for our next couple of topics. Except for I wanted wanted to talk about before we get to those. Obviously, we're going to discuss the highly Valencia 
disaster oh. or whatever that match was. Yeah, but yeah. before okay. while Bracky's teeing that up, let's talk about '86. What you thought about yeah. that? I thought there was some interesting let's stuff. Go. And they're starting with the final. You know, we had the classic one-one. No one can really score. Shot clock. Shot clock. And Dean wins because he had the last shot clock point, which kind of like, you know what? I like it, Christian, because that they're wrestling in a tournament here in a couple weeks. And it kind of leaves uh, a by, a bad taste in your mouth, unfinished business um, for, for a couple weeks here. I, yes, um, I would have preferred it a bit a little more action, but it put criteria once again in the crosshairs as yeah. both guys really were unable to score. Um, points. D or Jackson probably took more attacks, or probably definitely took more attacks. But that's yeah. not really the the name of the game for Criteria. that. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't really make a difference at all there. So thoughts on on how that match materialized in the uh, impending. Yeah. I mean, so I'm discussion. saying, hey, if it, if it was ten to zero, you wouldn't be all that curious who's going to win in a couple weeks. Uh, if Jackson and Dean make the finals in two weeks at the Flow Tournament. You're not really going to say, well, it's obvious that this guy's going to win. You're, you're not going to know. It's going to be competitive, um, and that that's probably a better option than it being a non-competitive bout. Um, but, yes, obviously, I hate the freestyle criteria. Uh, I do not like it at all. I do no, not don't. like green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. I will not eat them in the rain or on a train. I just read that to Aussie the other day. I was about to say, you <laughs> definitely just read this to you. <laughs> Two nights ago. He's got this new book called Dazzling Diggers that he loves so much. And he makes you read it like seven times before bed every night. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, good job reading to him. That'll pay off. Yes. Gabe, Gabe okay. did tweet, sorry, guys, we'll open it up in a couple weeks. Probably not going to be able to walk tomorrow. Yeah, yeah the tournament took it a whole out. bunch of matches. Yeah, that's I mean, not easy. Speaking, speaking for us old guys. Listen, I could get out there and wrestle one match, but wrestling a whole bunch of matches, now that's going to be much harder. Like he's going to have a, a ridiculous amount of soreness, uh, whatever, what, Monday or Sunday, Listen, whatever day. Listen, hold, hold the what? phone. We're not calling hold Gabe Dean old. Just because he Gabe retired young doesn't make him old. He's not an old person. There's no way he's 30. What is he, 20? Is he 30? Is he 25? I'm trying to find. He's probably younger than me. He's probably younger he's than He's not Steven. 25. Stop. He graduated in 17. How old is Gabe it. Dean? Yeah, he graduated in 2017. No, he's at least 30. He's at least 30, don't worry. <laughs> he is not 30 years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's at least 30. He, he graduated in 2017. Oh, he's if not he graduated 30. in 2017, he was tw- that means he was 27 when he graduated college, Ben. I graduated in 2014, and I'm 28. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, Gabe Dean, I don't know what you Gabe Dean's at least 30. You're kidding, right? Have you seen the guy? The, the man's 30. That's a a grown-ass man right there. (laughs) No one's saying Gabe ain't grown. I'm saying he's not 30. He's not old either. He just retired very young. We're we're looking up the database because we know if you go to the database, it's got the right ages, no matter what. At least if they're Americans. Well, 94. Whatever that database says, listen to the man. He's 26. He's 26. (laughs) 26 years young. Son of a gun. (laughs) <laughs> no, okay, I, Gabe Dean looked great. I actually you know was, what? I, I was impressed by Jackson's performance. I kind of thought, I was like, man, I don't know if this is a good matchup. Dean's going to hand fight him to death, and it's just going to be, it'll be competitive early, and Dean will pull away. But, man, that just that just wasn't the case. You know what? I I already knew <laughs> that Nate Probably. Jackson was, what happened? <laughs> Corona, 
I Christian, see yeah, you sit, you sit next to Kyle. Don't cough on him, bro. We both you tested negative. Social yeah. distance. We're both negative over the weekend. Apart. No. Okay. Maybe you could go from negative to positive. Listen, don't give it to the corona. <laughs> okay. Hey, so who I was really impressed. I knew Nate Jackson was good. Um, I knew he was really gonna be competitive. I was really impressed uh by Drew Foster. I thought he's made some yeah. big leaps. Um he looked really good. He he beats Bowen, kills Vince, kills Andrew Morgan, beat up David McFadden. Um, and then, you know, I actually, watching him prior, I would have thought he was going to beat Trent Hidley, but then Trent Hidley looked great and beat him for third place. But I would have definitely picked Foster going into that matchup. Yes, yes. Um, I, I mean, that's a that's an, an amazing run, you know, to beat Bolin, yeah. Vins, Morgan, just losses to Jackson and Hidley. I mean, if he had beaten Hidley, it would have been really quite a tournament. I yeah. mean, David McFadden's pretty legit at 86, too. It was pretty yeah, surprising. Yeah, he, he, this is why this term was so fun. You get, the, you know, I mean, so 86, let me just take a peek real quick. So 86, um, I guess Jackson and Farr were the only top 10 guys, it looks like. Yes. Yeah, they were. So th- those are the only two <clears throat> top 10. Why did, Wasn't Miles Martin signed up to wrestle? Yeah, I guess he didn't come. I he was know. registered. So I don't know what happened there. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he saw all the eight-man guys and was like, not doing this. They ain't getting no feels. Yeah. Did, did yeah, okay, um, Ben. We were both, um, you know, saying, feeling really good about predicting the, the, the retired guys to win the eight-man October 31st. Did Dean's performance change change your mind at all? Um, No, I, th- I thought he looked good. Um, You know, I think what he, he beat up on Taylor Lujan, who, you know what? It's like... I, I thought Lujan looked pretty solid also. Maybe we'll talk about him in a second. Um, Gavin, obviously we haven't seen what he's going to look like. He's definitely 30. I know Dean's Dean's just turned 30, and Keith's definitely 30. I'm yeah, sure of that. He's like a year younger than you. Um, Nate Jackson, obviously I knew he was, you know, so I, to me it's uh, the, the four, I don't want to say favorites, or, you know, if I put in tiers, I think it's Jackson, Dean, um, Gavin and Miles Martin, and then the next four are kind of a, maybe a step down from those guys. Let's talk about. We'll have a little Tiger style hour. We already you already mentioned him, but let's talk about the the run Rocky Elam went on. So what? Did, how impressive, right? I mean, very impressive. So he beats Max Dean, loses to Nate Jackson, beats Brett Farr, who I think almost all of us picked to make the finals here, or at least two of us did. We got duped. We got duped. We have been duped on Brett Farr. Uh, he beats CJ Brucky, loses to Hydley, then beats McFadden. What yes. a freaking run. Yeah. Rocky Elam, that, the GOAT. Hell of a tournament. Yes. Hell of a tournament. What weights are you yeah, going to go what? For, for the Tigers? Nate, Jackson, Nate Jackson's a bully. He's beating up on my the young guys, Keck Eisen and Elam. Um and th- that's funny. You're talking about like I talked about the levels at at, at 57, um, and it was pretty evident to see the levels. Like Nate Jackson was, just, he's just so good. He just overwhelms these younger guys, mm-hmm. and so you see like they're good. They're just not right. There's there's another level to it where they got to take that step up. Where Nate Jackson's at this level, right? And these guys are really good here, and they can get some wins. But Nate just overwhelmed them, right? Just beat them up. Um, Elam, I think, is going to go 97. Obviously, I believe that they were planning on redshirting him. So now it'll be really interesting if they do the free year like they we, we discussed. Dude, they should wrestle. If, they should wrestle. Everyone should wrestle everyone. If it's a free year. But we don't know that for sure, do we? Or is this guaranteed? 
I, I mean, I talked to a coach. He's like, it's a done deal. He's like, it's it's happening. They're gonna do it. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't understand then, how they could do it for the fall, and they'd already did it for the spring last year. So I don't understand how they couldn't do it for the winter. To the point, Ben, that they're already discussing what would happen to the scholarship allotments. Something with really? like the yeah, the fifth year seniors stay on the books. Everyone else, you got to figure it out. Um, no, seniors don't count. Seniors don't count. Senior, That's right. Seniors yeah. don't count. Seniors don't count against your nine point nine. So, Next but year. you still got to decide whether you're, whether your athletic department's gonna hey, pony up. up the money for the scholarship. Yeah, like I know, <clears throat> West Virginia football's coach already talking about this. He's like, we're gonna have to have some grown up conversations. The football team. <laughs> yeah, oh, with okay. some guys. Yeah, because you got guys coming in. You have that all you the other people have. on the roster. Yeah, so they're gonna have, they're gonna be some grown up conversations. Yeah, well, grown up conversations are what we love <laughs> the most. My favorite kind of conversation. Okay, so that was um, eighty six. So, uh, what else about, we got? Wait, man, the, just the the Rocky Eagle over Max Dean. That was that was kind of I don't want to say shocking, but then you know the other one, and this is uh, this is again where you go positive and negative, just back to back, Christian. So Max Dean gets hammered by Rocky Elam. Then he 10 0 Mike Labriola, who is really good. Yep. But then, man, he got beat up by Taylor Lujan. And so maybe, you know, I think if I'm Gabe Dean and, you know, we're doing the bracket picking show, I'm like, Lujan, you're mine. You beat up on my brother. I'm going to take, I'm going to hammer you for that one. Have you, have we told people that we're doing this? Well, we talked we... about it. I don't know if we told them it was done. Yeah, so it's happening. We're doing the bracket show sometime soon. Uh, so you will know they're going to be – we have all eight of the guys on a Zoom call. They're going to be picking their spots, picking their matchups. Ben's got a little twist he's going to throw on. Uh, it's going to be fun. Ian, we're not going to tell him about. But it's going to be cool. So we're going to have the have the brackets hopefully by the end of this week. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, because the Labriola, the round before that, beat up on my guy Pike, Parker Keckheisen, who I thought was about ready to compete with the big boys, and then Mikey Labriola kind of, you know, beat him up a little bit. Labriola and, lost and Mike, to some dude I I was not familiar. I with. I never heard of existence. ever. Lucas Lavorn. Yeah, who was it? I'm pretty sure Lucas Lavorn. What do you know about Lucas? He wrestled at Wyoming. Oh. Oh really? I don't remember him. Yeah. He he didn't finish out his career there. Then he transferred to. Uh, Baker, which is, I believe, NAIA in Kansas. But, yeah, two years at really? Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. okay. Bracky is – Well, now it's his OKRTC, so somehow he made his way down to Oklahoma. Yeah. Bracky is, like, has that crazy memory about, like, stuff like that, like Lucas LeBourne. And the, yesterday we were watching – Dad and I were – my dad's in town, and we were watching Monday Night Football, and he sees something. He's like, the Cowboys just signed Garrett Gilbert. He's like, who is that? I was – you know, we, dad, you know, keeps on. He's like, who that? We never heard this name. I was like, Bracky's going to know this guy. Bracky's like, knew his high school. <laughs> where he, he knew where he went to college. Oh. He's like, yeah, he's been kind of journeyman. I can, I'm not really sure what team he's on right now. I was like, oh my gosh. I never even heard this name. And he's like, yeah, he came in. He substitute for Colt McCoy and he got hurt. I'm like, all right, dude. Well, I knew his high school because he's from here in Austin. He went to Lake Travis. Yeah, which I was like, ah. this dude went to UT. I was like, all right, thanks, Rain Man. We get it. What time's Walker? <laughs> Ah, wow. 74, Logan Massa continues to, to wait, wait, rage. Wait, you just get to be done with 65? What about I mean, Trent? We didn't talk about Trent Hidley yet. All right, let's talk about Trent. Or Hidley, Hidley. 
There you go. I didn't have to correct you. You didn't yell at me. Hydley. Hydley. He looked good. Man, he looked really good. He barely lost to Gabe Dean. He beat McFadden. He beat up on Elam. Another thing where we see the levels, you know, like Rocky Elam's really good, but that you know, you can see Trent Hidley, Hydley, uh, Nate Jackson is a step above. And then, like I said, I would have picked Drew Foster for third place over Trent Hydley. And Hydley looked great. So I was really, really impressed by him. You know, another thing I noticed about about Hydley is I think he's small for the weight. I don't think he's a big 86 at all. And he's a guy, I think he spent some time. Did he retro at 74 or has he always been 84? Uh, always 84, right? Because he was 86 for juniors also. Yeah. I think that's that's what, year he might have been at 74. Oh, I went Hayden. Really? I thought so. But yeah, I because be I remember at uh, Southern Scuffle, he wrestled McFadden a couple times. And McFadden never wrestled 84. Yeah, redshirt year at no. 74. Yeah, so I, okay. I don't think he, for him to wrestle that, obviously he's pretty powerful individual for whatever size he is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's the biggest 86. So for him to come and get third in this bracket, which had you know, beasts top to bottom, you know, some really good guys didn't place. Brett Farr, Max Dean, Labriola, and Kekheisen were among the best guys to not even place top eight here. So a really strong showing. I mean, the Wolfpack, Wolfpack did great. You know, Trent got third. Hayden had a strong showing getting third. Losing the crazy one to Valencia. And then Camacho, a freshman, placing seventh at Senior Nationals. Really good showing by Wolfpack Nation. Who, nice. I will say, they won that how it started, how it's going challenge yeah, seriously. with their tweet. Bracky can pull it up. <clears throat> but there's this, this Christian, meme. you need to do one with some of your posts from the, the Matt.com message boards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because the message board that I really – was on like literally the website doesn't exist anymore the wrestling talk.com oh, that really? would be the one yeah my first post where I was, I was total spaz which is really not not much has really changed i guess but um yeah that would be that is really how it started but unfortunately the internet has devoured the wrestling talk.com but bracky's pulled really? uh, the, is that was uh, that brian's website kyle no it was uh Our jacob Christian. jacob schlock Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, un- mm. unfortunately, is is no more. But the how, you know, if you haven't been on the internet or whatever, there's this meme, how it started, how it's going. People post, like, old pictures of themselves and then, like, you know, where they're at now, kind of their glow up, if you will. And NC State's got the got a really good one. Man, this is there's how a whole seven people in that crowd. I can Listen, literally count them. Those are literally just dads. Uh, and moms, and they still have the curtain. That is uh, one of Pat Pop's first duels there yes. at NC State. And then here, how it's going at NC State. Okay, there's Reynolds. Oh, beautiful arena. I was, there. I was there for that duel, Christian. It was fantastic. Oh man, I I want to go to. Um, they have great atmosphere there. I went to one. They had this crazy weekend at NC State, and it was when Reynolds was being renovated. And they just they had a duels against Virginia Tech and Missouri the same weekend. I think they lost to Tech and beat Missouri, I want to say. And anyways, they had it in this little, I don't, you couldn't even call it like a, it's not even a wreck building. It's just this little thing. They had like the little aluminum bleachers in it. But it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was packed, obviously. But I'd love to catch a duel in this sort of atmosphere, too. Love the yeah, what do, what, What's the arena called? I'm blanking on the name of it right now. Reynolds. Reynolds. Reynolds, Reynolds. yeah. yeah um, all right, we won 74. Oh, we haven't done heavyweight either. No, we haven't. 
that probably won't take as long. Um, Let's do 74. I got, he- I got some heavyweight takes. Heavy takes. Heavy machinery. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we'll go 74 first. Logan Massa. Great showing here. Once again, I think he was our pick for the most part. I don't even remember I don't anymore. I, picked him. I, picked, I, I think I picked Wick. Oh yeah. What the heck's my internet going slow for? Oh no. <laughs> Fortunately your uh your feed's coming through. What's Bracky's? Just him talking about his internet. Yeah. So listen, yesterday yesterday, dude, I was about to go my live on my um funky crypto podcast and the power of my house went out and it was really strange. I've never ever had this happen, but half the half the power of the house turned back on and the other half didn't. How weird is that? That's that's definitely ghosts. Oh yeah, you got some aliens too. You definitely have uh, <laughs> some supernatural <laughs> forces. That's the only that's the only explanation for that kind of a power outage. Well, I had to go to the box and start flipping some switches, you know, and then eventually all the power came back on. How are you getting around? Are you get, are you doing better? Are you still on crutches? I'm great. I'm about to start wrestling in two weeks. Stop. <laughs> you better be kidding. You're not really. You never you? know. You never know. Uh, man. So 74. We only had two of the top. Uh. Two of the subject, top ten so guys. Well, okay, listen. Sometimes I'm on, you know, I'm on the mats. I'm showing moves and talking stuff, and you know, I'll grab like a 138 pounder. I'll put a tight waist on them, and they can't move. So I know I can't hurt my hip because I put the tight waist on so tight that they can't even budge. Hit them with a ripper, and then they can't go nowhere. Hey, do you know what? <laughs> listen, to Christian, listen to this. There's, a, I don't even remember what the name is. There's this Instagram page that obsessively sends messages to you. Uh, it's a wrestling page. And guess who Chip Ness's favorite NCAA wrestler for the last 20 years is? Who? You. Me! Nice. I'm the Ripper's favorite wrestler. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It comes full circle. It comes I, full circle. It really the has. Ripper. Yeah. Go Ripper. <laughs> go Rip Go. I like Chip. When's he going to enter some tournaments? Put him in the, put him in the, the challenge. Wait, yeah, he wanted to be in the eight, man. It was pretty, pretty competitive to... To get in there. He should have went to the open. Yeah. You got to prove you've been training, putting that time in, Ripper. <laughs> Where was, didn't we see a video of him in some workout room recently? He was at a uh, compound. Yeah, that's where it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Then you, you take, the, oh. take the lead at 74 here. I don't know. Uh, 74. There's only two of the top 10. Massa wins uh, over Valencia. So those guys, they're ranked number what? Six, six and 10. Yep. Six and 10. Uh, but you know, I think we're moved back beyond Massa just beat up on Valencia. He had more competitive matches. His, his match against David Carr was relatively competitive. It was two zero Carr was in on a takedown. And I, I don't know if we could watch that. I don't know if we can, he just kind of like, I don't want to say slips to his back. Uh, but he kind of like dumps himself to his back and then Massa finishes with a Turk for the rest of the period. Yeah, it was, uh, really, it was very Logan Massa type of defense. He's kind of. He made him fall. I don't know. He kind of clubbed him, and then Carr just fell right to his back, and he just kept him there and uh, squeezed on his neck a little bit and yeah. iced, iced the match. Strong showing. I mean, I thought Carr looked – I thought all the young bucks looked really good. Valencia did great. Idley looked good. Wick looked good. Deacon, um, Carr. I th- they all showed up, right? None of those guys flamed out. Yeah. Wait. So uh, Valencia looked good. Valencia, he he's flipping all over the place. Um. So listen Literally. to his matches. Listen to his matches before Massa. Sixteen thirteen over Elroy Perkin. Uh, thirty nine over. Crazy. He almost lost to Elroy Perkin. 
I love Elroy. So I was cheering for Elroy hard, but you know, uh, Valencia hit a couple four. What's funny is Valencia always gasses, but he's able to get these four pointers even when he's gassed. It's crazy. He maybe he's part Russian. You never know because they he they really can, they can pull some stuff out when they're tired. Yeah, so he get you know, he get two four pointers in, in the second period to beat Elroy, uh, and then. The headlay match was totally crazy. I think we could talk about that because we definitely had some hot takes on that. And then Wick was Wick was having you know controlling him for the most part, and then he hits the four pointer after that, and then kind of went off the rails a little bit. And then the last sequence in that match was really crazy because Valencia was still it was eight eight, but Valencia was winning. And I think both guys were confused on who was actually winning the match. I thought Wick. And Valencia both thought Wick was winning based on their actions. And, um, you know, Valencia gets takedown and wins 10-8 on that one. So, yeah, just kind of a, a wild he, – he's always in a wild tournament. He always gets slammed on the floor. And he got slammed on the floor again this weekend. Yeah, do we have any slam Yeah, footage? we have uh, – if we pull up Hayden Hadley versus Anthony Valencia. Um, so, yeah, th- this match created a lot of conversation on Saturday, <laughs> I would say. Um, yeah. Because freestyle, they award there's him. one slam on the floor. There's more than that, though. <laughs> there is. There, I just have one more. Um, but they award a lot of continuation stuff that happens off the mat. And that one wasn't even that far off the mat. There's just a barely any mat, Kyle. Right. I know. The second yeah. one. <clears throat> no, I agree. Um. So I I, I have a couple examples here, uh, from literally the same tournament because. The first one was called a step out in Hayden's favor. And the second one, they cautioned Hayden and then did not give him a step out point because as, so as he said, the official on the mat told him his actions, behavior, his behavior uh, after the step out uh, were unacceptable. So, Wait, so you have comparative, I mean, you have comparative examples because the, the obvious example was the one where Kyle Dake scored the points on David Taylor. Like it was very literally in the middle of the next mat. I mean, we're talking right. 25 feet away. Okay, so I have two from this tournament on this same exact mat. Uh-oh. And one of them Let's just go. happens to come from Hayden's brother, Trent. So, Tyler, if we could pull up Trent now. Okay, now watch how far away he finally scores this takedown. You can go ahead and play it. All right. Oh, my oh God. he's like 30 feet off the mat. <laughs> yeah. That's why they do it. They award and confirm four right there. Hey, do we have the dumb Bradley? We do that's, have that. And that is next. like, that, Christian, that one was like 19 feet off the mat, though. <laughs> that was that was Taylor. Play that one Taylor. more time. One more Play time. One more Play time. that funky music. Look up. Okay. What, hold up. Freeze when he scores. Right there. Dude, he's touching the circle of the other mat. <laughs> Yes. And it's not like at their closest points. I mean, that's at least 20 feet. <laughs> at least. Oh, if so 15 30, that was 20 feet. That's what we do. Christian, now. how many feet is that? that that's it's 17 feet. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking between the closest circles, you probably have a five foot boundary. So, when it's closest point on the circles, you're probably talking 10 feet. Mm-hmm. So, this is like further up the circle. So, if I take the radius and I go 2 pi x. And it's cosine of 30. Yep. 17 feet. 17, 17 feet. For sure. It was 17 feet. All right. Wow. Okay. Hey, now you failed, you failed advanced algebra, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Don Bradley versus Yusuf Hamida. This is on the exact same mat. But a little context here. Yusuf Hamida just slammed Don Bradley into a table. Yusuf Hamida had just run Don Bradley <laughs> into a table and like 
let out like a primal yell as he ran him <laughs> through the table. These two do not like each yeah, other. Yeah, they just only slam each other they, into uh, things. They tried to kill Andrew Spey at World Team Trials a few years ago. Oh, we have not that. forgotten that. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and play this one, Tyler. And boom. That would hurt. Really <laughs> they did not get, how many points did they get for that? They gave Bradley Once one. Again. They gave Bradley a step out there. Oh. Oh, I mean, I mean, he he like he intentionally ran <laughs> him into the boards as hard as he could, and Hayden is that Tiger least, style, Ben? Ben, Hayden, is that Tiger style? Hayden, hey, at least, that's not Tiger style. I don't know what is Tiger style. <laughs> Hayden at least picked up Valencia and put him down, planted him for four. <laughs> ben likes this way too much. <laughs> this, this is like this. Listen, I was just at WWE last week. This is like I'm thinking like this could be WWE, like. Those two guys could be in the WWE, and that sequence could have very well happened at the WWE. And Hamida, we don't know. Maybe he could be, he could be playing, but you know he goes down and he's holding his back. Oh, fantastic! I loved it <laughs> and love that bit. Hey, but yeah. they gave Hamida or they gave Bradley a point. Yeah, they should have gave four, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. They, so they've got to. They, this is you know I like freestyle rules, but they just need to figure out what is and isn't continuation. Right, um, because sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. It shouldn't be that hard to say, "Hey guys, real quick, this is what is continuation. This is what isn't." Okay, if he does this, it's points. If he does this, it's not points. Cool, everyone got it. Okay, it's like one so, step or two step, or, right? It's something like that. Yeah, you gotta put something black and white. I'm sure it's written like something like. The natural motion of the wrestling brings them to the blah, blah, blah. Something totally <laughs> nebulous that is totally indefinable. They're like, well, I thought it was the natural motion. I thought it was. I'm just making that up that it is the rule. Or I but it's maybe, how maybe, you get to this point. Yeah. What if you said, like, you to score the takedown, your body still has to be in bounds. At some, like, like, kind of like college folk style, right? Where some point of you still has to be in bounds. Yeah. Yeah, because you that can't say you, something you like limit how far they can go. You can't say something like the action must start in bounds because, like, well, that's really easy to end up four mats down. And like, what if you know the Hydley, the first Trent uh, four only works because there's like no one else even wrestling on that mat. If there's other people on that mat, they're gonna blow it and all this stuff. So yes, it's really sort of strange. I like like the way they were calling continuation at the Olympics. I loved. I thought they were calling it perfectly. There were just like takedowns on the edge when guys were turning down, putting their heads out of bounds, whatever. Helen had a great continuation takedown, as I remember. I, I like that. You know, when they're slamming them into the, into the, into the boards like a like New hockey York, player, New York Rangers yeah. game. I don't know. If, I don't know what what we should be doing there. I just yeah. I really I'm oh, okay. Man. I'm okay with kind of anything there. Just Christian, can we play that clip some more times? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, do you worried. know? Do you know? There's some clips you can just watch like 20 times in a row, and you don't really know why. Like, I don't know if you saw a couple weeks back the Diego Sanchez where he tried to copy George Masvidal knee. Yeah. Have you guys seen this? No. Oh my god! I watched. It was like the funniest thing ever. I I had to watch it 50 times. I haven't. But seen I could it. watch that Don Bradley. Oh my gosh, Kyle, find it real quick and play it. Who can is play, it? Can we play Diego UFC Sanchez? Film? Diego Sanchez. Just say Diego Sanchez flying knee. It is like the funniest thing. <laughs> Does he do it? Happened. Good. I guess I'll see. Is it you bad? Need to see. All right. Can I'll we just... play it? Yeah, we'll we'll get it. You know, okay. we might get the show pulled off the internet, and we might all no get fired. But one show. If it makes you laugh. Then, oh my gosh, he looks terrible. It was on my. It was on my Instagram or Twitter. It was on my Twitter. I think I retweeted it. <laughs> Are you watching it, Kyle? Yeah. 
Oh no! Oh, oh wait, you don't want to see this. You don't want to see. You don't want to see this one. They 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 did some editing. And you're you're you end up in it. Oh, they put me on there. That's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought this would be a little close to home, Ben. But don't put right. that one on there. Yeah, we. Won't. I got thick skin. I got thick skin, Christian. Yeah. Very oh man, we're not going to. Tom Bradley. It. I could watch that again. <clears throat> we have this tweet from uh, Hayden. He put wow. out after the match. Wow, he took the high road here. Yeah. Many mistakes made on my part throughout the match, but I just want to take this time to apologize for absolutely none of my actions. Just really not willing to let up full speed while going out of bounds. Wouldn't expect the person I am wrestling to treat me any differently from Hydley Mania. Yeah, why does Anthony Valencia relax on the edge? Doesn't he know dudes are going to try to slam him? This happened with Tom, I, Tommy Gant slammed him like three times on Kyle the edge. Kyle Bracky may or may not have made an Anthony <laughs> Valencia getting dump trucked 76 times compilation video this weekend. Because can you play it? it? Can you play it? it? No. I want to watch. We'll send it Come to you. Come on. I'll send it play to you. Play the video. No, you're going to love Wait, it. Why will you send it to me, but why won't you play it right now for the people? Do you not love the people? It's it's kind of long. It's a longer video. This is a podcast. I'm in for it. I know, <laughs> we know you're in for it. We know, but like two minutes, music. I don't know. We might, I don't want to get two minutes. We got we got 29 minutes left. No, it's not that. It's it's literally two minutes of just. If you're listening in your car, of yeah. terribleness. You got to remember. Uh, I, I, I listen. I will. I will keep the uh, narration going. Oh my god! How about that? Yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. No, no. I'll send it to you. Oh, I'll send it to you. Sorry. Okay. Why does Anthony Valencia always let up on the edge and get slammed? What's I the don't deal? know. He really does, though. He really gets like just destroyed. I mean, say it hurts. It looks horrible. He gets thrown the into Tommy, tables. The Tommy can't one. The man almost got killed against Tommy Gant. He never. I don't know why he relaxed. NC State, uh, NC State again. <laughs> man. Oh God. A bullard or something. He won't slam me like seriously. Thank Okay, so yeah, that was yeah. crazy. I, I don't know what to make of it, but that call. What we're not talking about is that call totally changed the match, because yeah, because uh, it would have made Valencia it was up big. seven. Yeah, right? and. Valencia was totally gassed. He took multiple injury times, but he was, he was feeling it. And, you know, Hayden had some criteria obstacles, too. I don't think he could have won it at 10 No, he, yeah, because Hayden had the, or uh, Valencia had the, the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he needed, you know, a couple more takedowns, but he was coming and getting close to him. But um, that, well, what if they give him four there? I mean, could, honestly, that's one of the things that I thought could have happened. They gave. They gave Trick a four, like, 74 feet off the mat. Wow. And you're not supposed to have a favorite brother, and yet, look at this. <laughs> yeah. That's not they, fair. They very, guys, if you give Hayden Hydley four there, or any of you Hayden – what's his damn name? Hydley. Hayden Hydley. If you give him four points there, are any of you guys really like, that's a bad call? Well, no. I don't know. It kind <laughs> No, of seemed... I, you're not, Christian. You're not. You're saying, yeah, okay, I get it. But didn't they run into the – the dang stands, and then he planted no, them. No, he picks him up. No, no, he stops he him, him from up, going there and him. just says, "Okay, you're gonna go here now." Yeah, and he's in when he picks him up. They're in bounds. He doesn't pick him up out of bounds. He picks him up in bounds and takes a step and puts him down. Yeah, I'm down. Like that probably should have been four, actually. Yeah, it's certainly of the options they had available. I think they chose the wrong one. It's certainly not one Valencia. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what happened. That's, you want to hear my favorite made-up call? That the, so sometimes these free services make up stuff, Christian. You want to hear my favorite one that some guy like tried jazz. passing off? You know? 
Okay, my guy's got a leg lace on, on the edge. Okay, guy's head right next to the out of bounds, laying down. So my guy goes, pulls him backwards, right, like five feet. Mm -hmm. Stops it. You can't pull someone back in bounds. And we're oh. like, what do you mean? That's not a rule. I'm like, what if they got a single? Leg? You can pull back center. No, you can't. You cannot do that. And I'm like, this is such crap. That is not a rule. You literally <laughs> just made that up. But somehow, I don't know, he uses telepathy, and he tells, like, two other refs in the room because these two guys, other refs come up to me, and I'm like, listen, that ain't a rule. Like, he, he literally just made that up. And they're like, yep, yeah, it's a rule. Yep. I'm like, show me where. And they're like, it's a rule. I know it's a rule. And then I go into the other room because there's two gyms at this specific tournament, and I go talk to the head referee. He's like, I've never heard of that in my life. I've literally never heard of that. That's because they made so, it like, up. So, like, somehow <laughs> – yeah, they made it up. Why did they make stuff up? It's so ridiculous that you can't pull someone in bounds or that, you know, the guy gets a point and you don't get the push out first. That That is like the most absurd statement ever. Why are they allowed to just make up rules on the spot? I don't someone know. should have bricked that. Someone should have thrown the brick on that and said, this is literally not a rule. You just made it up. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they were out of challenges at that point. Or what? <laughs> it was definitely challengeable. It definitely changed the entire match. Might not wanted to give Valencia any more time either. Yeah, he had well, had his already, I mean, but he's gonna take as much as he wants. It's freestyle. You can literally. They, take they got to do something about that too. That, I that hate was that. Valencia, how long was he out for in that one? They had to be like three minutes. Oh, probably more than that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's that. You could take. You know that. You know who I'm really surprised didn't do it was. Um, uh, uh, umpire at the Beat the Streets event when he was so gassed, he should just call the longer and just take <laughs> it as much time as he wants because there's no penalty for it. There's zero penalty. There should be something. There, I, I don't know. Injury there should time definitely be, be something. Yeah, something like that. It would not be the yeah. worst thing. So okay, we gotta keep talking about heavyweight. Mason Paris, dude, oh, he boy. he's really good. He's really really good. His gut wrench is really good. I mean. Tanner Hall is someone who's been around the scene. Uh, he's like took like 17 red shirts. I took him on a, a recruiting trip in, in Arizona State in 2010, Christian. He just graduated college. <laughs> I don't even, I literally don't know how that's possible. Ben, I don't it think happened. he's graduated. I, I think he can come back. Christian, I took him on a recruiting trip in 2010 in Arizona State. It must have went great. <laughs> yeah, you got him. Good job. He hasn't Christian, left. 20 he's still there. I, Ben, he won't leave Arizona. He's Ben. He's been looking for you this entire time. He's like, oh, he's still in college. That, that guy was so How's funny. Where's Ben Askren? Oh, I left Arizona State in the spring of 2011, which means it had to be the fall of 2010 when I took him to recruiting trip. How was it even possible that he's still in college? It's possible if you believe. Oh, he's wait, not well, on he the roster anymore. Oh, he's not. But okay. I. <laughs> he might have another okay. year to use, but. He, he did manage to do a decade in college somehow. We don't know. Well, he so, did the Mormon mission. Yeah, I don't think he for enrolled like for a years. few years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said, but he was making junior world teams a long time ago. And Mason Paris gut wrenched him a couple, how many times? Three times? Two times? I mean, I his gut three. looks really good. Really, really very good. powerful gut. I think it's just yeah. crazy how Mason just. He'll shoot that single. He'll get completely underneath you. Then he just grabs your tricep and whoop, rolls giant, yes. strong, good wrestling men through to their backs and almost yes. pins them. It's really, <laughs> no one does that. 
Someone said who's older, Gabe Dean or Tanner Hall. I'm sure it's Tanner Hall. It's got to be. The guy was on a recruiting trip in 2010. I think you're right. Being a senior. Man, he I is think old. he's older. I'm going to figure this out. Hang he on. is older. He has to be older. <laughs> he's going to be the he only. Be. He's going to be veterans world eligible. He's older. He's older. He's a year. <laughs> he's like a year and oh, five dude. months older. That's so insane. That's wild. Okay, uh, but yeah, Mason Paris. I mean, I don't know that he could beat Gable, but he could compete with Gable, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he continues to develop. Because you know, I, I still have these memories of him just getting whooped up on by Anthony Cassiope and looking like he did not know what he was doing. And I, I feel like that was, I want to say, Fargo twenty eighteen, Christian. Yeah. Which, right? It was Fargo twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not that long ago, and it's for for him to make this transition, we saw him win the junior world title last year, like. He's getting a lot, a lot better. Well, let's just call it. Let's just call it out. I mean, look at what Michigan's doing. Look at the jumps. Yeah. I mean, Dylan Ragason just made the finals of senior nationals. Mason Paris went from can't beat Conan Jennings to could make the Olympic team in like a year. Um, Lo- <laughs> yeah. Logan Massa is, is right there. He I hadn't, mean, he hadn't played the NCAA's in two years. In place, but look at what yeah. he's doing now, and then. Um, you know, Miles Amin's yeah, qualified no, their limits. They're doing good stuff. There. Miles Amin, I mean, he was never, right? He's, you guys say he's better than Alex Deeringer. He's never been in NCAA final. <laughs> Deeringer won three NCAAs. I don't know that he's better. We said his, Why he, can't his those ranking two wrestle? was deserved. Why can't you guys pay them to wrestle already? Put them on a special exhibition match. You're supposed match to pay for this. Yeah. No, I'll pay if Amin wins. <laughs> <laughs> if he wins, Deeringer's going to win though. Put them, put them on October thirty first. If someone gets hurt or pulls out, you can slide one of them in. It's a perfect solution. I don't disagree. I, I don't, I don't think Amin's interested or, or Ringer. Really? For that matter, I don't think so. It should be. Hmm. Hey, uh, by the way, looking back at our predictions, uh, your boy was the only one to pick Mason Paris to win. Dang you it! You did. Yep. Did I pick Dom? That's because I didn't want to get yeah, yelled you both at. Picked Bradley. Over I made Paris. this prediction thinking I would be at Iowa and have to look Dom Bradley in the eye again and him yell at me hey. for not picking him. John Kozak says John Kozak says Tanner Hall is 28 years old and will be 29 in three months. He was years. just in college. He may listen. He may still be in college for all we know. Oh my gosh, we have no idea. Well, yeah, so he's. Uh, but talking about uh, Mason, I, I don't know where if he can go with Gwiz. I don't know if he can go with Gable, but I I do feel strongly that the top four are some combination of Gwiz, Gable, Mason, and maybe even, dare I say it, Kirkley. That's definitely possible. Because yeah. Hamida did, if you look at, if you want to look at um, Hamida this weekend versus uh, Hamida versus Kirk, Kirkfoot. So Hamida lost 6-2 to Hilger. Uh, he lost 3-2 to Bradley, and he lost 4-4 to Chade. Uh, he beat Derek White and Tate, Tate Orndorff. I mean, Kirklevich ten owed him in like two minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't slightly competitive. Yes, not even remotely. So, I, I think he. I think he's gonna be in the mix, and I think by you know April, he's gonna be a pretty scary prospect. R- really think he's tough. Hey, um, I saw Eric Hinkley's name on Facebook. Yeah, how's he doing? Is he in the chat? Is he healthy and well? I know he. Yeah, he also seemed to really enjoy. Um... Don Bradley running Yusuf Hamida into the boards. Oh, really? Yeah, he thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Total Hinkley move. 
Okay. There he is. Hey, he says Danny Chade is going to surprise some folks at heavyweight. Plays fifth. I like Chade. Uh, he's, he's a cool guy. But beyond but, that, beyond that at 125, what do you say other than, you know, Mason Pierce? Well, I guess I, I was shocked by Tanner Hall beating Don Bradley. I, would I you watch that match? That come. I'm, I'm watching it right now, the end of it. I yeah, I'm so, watch it. Well, I feel it. sorry for you because it was not a fun match to watch. And then, like, they gave Tanner a penalty point to give him a criteria. 15 seconds lead. left. Yeah. Oh, and then lead. Dom shot and got a push out. Why did Dom shoot? He shouldn't have done that. He was. Oh, my goodness. Criteria was wrong, though. Oh, because. Um, oh, that's what you're saying. I yeah, I don't know why, but criteria was wrong there. Because um, you're saying Tanner had the criteria when it was 2 2. Yes, because it was all ones mm. for both of them. So I don't know why yeah. they had criteria wrong there. But they did, Got and it. I think Dom and, and Tanner both knew it. Fortunately, uh, let's see. What else do I say about heavyweight? Um, that might be it. I might not have anything else to say, dude. I wish Gas uh, Tank Gary was here because I I don't know Christian Lance beating David Tate Orndorff makes me nope. think uh, Christian Lance looked good this weekend. Yeah, he actually really had a he, great tournament. I, he had a a competitive match with Mason Paris. Yeah, let's pull let's pull up the yeah. ledger. Beat Zach Elam, beat Demetrius Thomas, beat Orndorff. It's a good weekend for Christian Lane. Yeah, dude, 9-4 with That's Paris. crazy because if you look at his folk style results, they do not match up with that whatsoever. Yeah. But wrestling is wrestling. He was 10-7 and seven last year. And he just beat all those dudes. That's an, that's an insane weekend. And like I said, he that took is, Paris yeah. down. Yeah, he looked good. Good for mm-hmm. him. So, yeah, he beat Elam. Who do we say he beat Elam? Meech, and I uh, lost 6-6 to Jade. Very strong. But the Huskers look good. Good good performance by Nebraska. Hey, so uh, before we run out of the show, guys, I, I want to, we got to talk about, I almost thought about we should start the show with this, but UWW announces yes. uh, that they're doing Worlds. They say they have one more meeting to confirm at that point, but it seems like unless things get significantly worse, they are going to do the Worlds in December in Serbia. Um, and, and it also said USA Wrestling said they're having a meeting tonight, Tuesday night. USA Wrestling's executive committee will be a uh, meeting will be held to discuss all pertinent issues, including the safety of US athletes. Um, man, I hope the United States sends a team. We're having big tournaments everywhere. Um, I just don't like it when these governing bodies act holier than thou, like they can't do something. Like, I mean, guys, look at the last month how many really big wrestling tournaments have happened all over the country. Well. I think there's a different element when there's international travel involved. But, you know, if you're going to have a tournament in Iowa with hundreds and hundreds of, of competitors, it yeah. would stand to reason you could have a trials and then send a team to, to Serbia. Now, yeah. I think what they did last night is they sent out basically surveys to guys that were, you know, relevant um, senior-level wrestlers to gauge interest, concerns, et cetera. And one of the questions is, if this has no bearing on Olympic trials process, are you still interested in going? So basically, if Jordan Burroughs, if Kyle Dake goes, makes a 74-kilogram world team, wins worlds, he doesn't get the, the buy to the yeah, trials the final, uh-huh. right? It would just That's be a, basically a world. Yeah, I think it's good to not change trials process again, yeah. right? It's been changed. Yeah already so to change it again i think would be a little strange and especially so late in the game you know it's october so which means trials would be in november this could be a quick ramp up and go 
to make it. But I think they're they're gauging interest, and I don't know. I, the The word was they did not want to do Worlds. They did not want to send a team, even if UWWE decides. Yes, they did not want to do yeah. it. But could be one of those situations where if there's enough interest, and I yeah seemingly now we didn't get to go unfortunately, but seemingly. Senior Nationals went well. I saw Mike Gray send a tweet that, you know, was very complimentary of how USA Wrestling ran the tournament. So I I could see – I think there's momentum to say, hey, yeah, let's do it. But – Yeah. I mean, Christian, even if they if they wanted to say, hey, anyone who's qualified for the Olympic trials can wrestle in this trials and the winner goes to the world. If you don't want to show up, don't show up. And even if they held it, like, in a private venue with no fans and, and someone just streamed – I mean, ideally flow, just streamed the event – why not? I mean, it's almost like, you know, a training camp. If you do a United States wrestling training camp, they get everyone together. They all wrestle. They usually wrestle some at least a few competition days where they do matches. It's not really all that much different than that. I don't see why you couldn't do that. I think logistically, I don't think it's a huge complication. The, the questions are, you know, when. I don't think it's going to be that hard to put on the tournament. I think it's going to be hard to get agreement right. on when the tournament, getting the venue, do they lump it? The U juniors and U twenty threes, which would be that'd be a good idea. That's except it'd be like disastrous for us because that's the JB Zahid weekend, so we'd be like really split. Oh, that there. is. So oh, hopefully they don't do it then. But I can also see they already have it. So this is literally just speculation. We don't know anything. We're in the same boat as you guys right now. Um, and obviously yeah. USA has to move quickly here and making a decision yes Very or quickly. no, and. You know, I, I, I tweeted. I don't. I don't think you can call it Worlds without USA. I think there's just some must-have teams for a, a yes. legit World Championship, and we're one of them, right? Yes. And Worlds will still be awesome without America, but obviously without USA, we're not the. You know, Team America fans are not going to tune in as much. We obviously will because we love this. But, America. You know, yeah. Yeah, baby. So we'll go next after we... that. Christian. What'd you Kyle. say? No. Kyle's chanting. <laughs> I heard. I know the song, Ben. Did you know that? Yeah. The parents I know. allowed you to watch that, Christian. No, they didn't. I've actually, you know, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the movie, unfortunately, but I know the song. Everyone knows the song, Ben. I, uh, got it, got it, got it. In one of my political studies classes in college, we watched that movie. Wow. <laughs> The academic rigor at Ohio University is unparalleled. It was this super young professor, and I think he just wanted to watch it, to be honest. You guys seen this movie, dudes? Check it's hilarious, dude, the puppet. Anyways, Whoa. America. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go uh, to... How about Alex Thompson winning Greco, Christian? Yeah, I mean, he's really, that he's was really weird. good. It was kind of weird, because he beat... Lamont, who was the top seed, he's really dynamic. I mean, so he's another one of those guys where just international styles just, for whatever reason, works better with his stuff. He doesn't really have a mat game in folk style, which hurts him. I think mm -hmm. he's small, and I think he's small, really small at 60. But well, yeah, 60 would be, would be what, 132 Yeah, Yeah, but he yeah. was just, just better than the field there. I don't think he's probably a contender to make the team, but... Yeah, really, an impressive showing. But he he kind of worked everyone, right? There was there wasn't any matches that were really close for him. I'm, I'm gonna go to that bracket. Hold on, 
uh I, I think he kind of killed everybody. I think you're right. So he went um Alex Thompson, he went 9-0, 10-4 over Lamont. He went 8-0 and then 5-3 over Schwartz was it in the final. Oh yeah, and then Schwartz isn't really a Greco guy either because I mean he's wrestled it in the past, but he's at Northern Colorado. He wrestled the Folkstyle season last year. So I thought that was interesting that two guys who are on college teams who aren't doing primarily Greco training uh, made the finals of that weight class. Yeah, I agree. Yet, if you look at the field, it was it was a lot of college guys, and it wasn't a lot of our ones and twos at, at 60, yeah. 60 kilograms. So I'm not not horribly surprised to see him, him go on a run there, but um, yeah, nothing I was necessarily <laughs> predicting either. Kozak's got all the good details. He said Thompson said he trained Greco for one week prior to the tournament. Hasn't wrestled Greco tournaments since 2017. Also said the cut to 125 was really tough, so I don't think he's small. So he's not small. Yeah. Um, Yeah, okay. That's not ideal for the Greco. Kozak also says Russian can win the Nationals. One week. Uh, Kozak says Russian Nationals this weekend. That's true. Yeah. It's happening? I hope we can watch it. I'm sure there'll be some stream somewhere. Wow. I, I think the, okay. the biggest story was Kendrick Sanders. Um, takes out Pat Smith, 8-0. That's a, that's a really strong showing for him. Always been someone who's on the list. Like, mm-hmm. he could do it. He could do it. This is a, a, a good return for him. Had a close one over Epps in the semis, but then destroys, you know, Pat Smith, who's made teams and been, been really competitive. So throw him in the mixer at 77 with Kamal. And uh, Alan Vera, the oh, yeah. Cuban. This dude's interesting because Alan Vera is a Cuban. He defected during, like, the 15 uh, Pan Ams and now okay. is, like, slowly working towards a path where he can wrestle for Team USA. So how can you wrestle? But how can you wrestle in the senior nationals without having citizenship? I don't know. I don't know. He was all good. He can wrestle. Listen to this. He can wrestle. He can represent America at Worlds, but not yet the Olympics. But they're working on it. Wait, didn't they kick uh, Etchemendia out of the UWW Juniors a couple years back because he wasn't a citizen? No, it was over. No, I thought that was over like uh, age. They questioned his age or his documentation. Because they didn't have proof or what? Yeah, I think it was a citizenship thing. Or it didn't have the proper birth certificate, I think. Yeah, or a birth certificate mm. more than citizenship. Thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, in- indeed. Huh. Uh, so I correct um, Bonacorsi placed at uh, at Greco and then defaulted out, which confirmed he, our— Well, it was hilarious. He didn't wrestle his first match, drops down to the backside, wins a match uh, to get him into the seventh-place match, and then— didn't wrestle Wait, why didn't he match. wrestle his first match? I don't know. I think he maybe they did a little bracket scouting. And yeah. were like, hmm, this will be a little easier if we do this. So he drops uh, down, won a match, and he said he uh, forfeits out. He forfeits it, forfeited out. Which but can, now they're giving everyone a free year. So why did he? They don't know. You don't know. They don't know. They don't know. You're right. A bird in the hand, Ben. Um. Yeah. Also, an Same. update on that. Uh, Jeff Goodman, the guy, the guy who originally reported on it last week, said that uh, it could be voted on t- today, but more most likely tomorrow Ooh. to make that official. Mm. And uh, it's also expected that um, this doesn't really affect wrestling pretty much because pretty much everyone was free to transfer. But athletes will be granted a penalty-free one-time transfer starting in 2021. 
Got it. What? So wait, don't, wait, wait. Starting, don't want to sit. 20, starting, starting in 2021, so they can transfer one time. Wherever they want. No wherever they want. Without um, having to sit. Wow. Or be blocked That's or anything. No matter why, what. Why would Corona affect anything? their transfer status? Mm-hmm. Immediate but eligibility. Why? I don't. It, is this just more of a? Well, this may not be Corona related. Maybe they're just making. No, they've been working on this for a while. Yeah. This has been something that's been oh, on okay. in the works so for this a while. Is not non-Corona related. Non-Corona related. Yes. Sorry. Some you, coaches you are going to no love that. To transfer one. Some are going to hate it. Basically, you can recruit in perpetuity now. Hey, you look great at NCAs. Want to come over at State College? Man, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely possible. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yes. Um, and they have, yeah. So that, that'll that be an interesting rule change to follow. For sure. Okay. Uh, do you, hey, what's what's the Mac doing? The Mac has oh. a plan. Some would call it a Maction. Plan of action. A Mac plan of action. Um, so they're doing uh, an eight-week season from January 1 to February 21. And January 1 day is what we kind of expected. Um, and the, and the kind of bullet points they list here. So eight week season with conference quad and try meets scheduled by the conference during weeks four and five. So January 22nd through 24th and January 29th through 31. Does that mean they're just doing duels the other weeks, Kyle? That's what I would assume. Cause then the next bullet point is teams may independently schedule adif- additional conference meets as able or needed. So that leads me to believe all the other weeks they can schedule anyone else that they want to. So they'll give them these opponents for weeks four and five. And then it's like, okay, now you guys figure out what your school can do and what works for you best and do it as long as you're within that date range. And then their conference championship is moved up a week. So it'll be February 27, 28 instead of March five and six. Yeah. What do you think the uh, impetus is behind that? Probably more. I mean, uh, I would have to assume it's more gap to NCAs because uh, you know, if you're at the Mac tournament, there's a lot of people and there's one person who is, uh, Corona positive, then it's a two week quarantine. So that the NCAs is generally what a 10, 10 day or 11 day gap from the conferences. Exactly. Right? It's just an extra week too. If someone, if there's like contact tracing or if somebody does get it, which like, is smart. You almost have to have that. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder it's if a good buffer zone. Yeah. I wonder if everyone will do it. All the maximum. Yeah, I mean, but this, this is too. the this is the first plan I've seen outside of hearing January one, and just like a shortened season. Can't wait uh, to watch the Pac-12 do whatever the Big Ten does. Yeah. <laughs> they just do that in everything. <laughs> Likely. Um. Yeah. This it's good to see Max setting the tone for everybody. Wow. Lead. Don't follow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Okay. Well, it's nine forty one. We're not gonna get to questions. Uh, I don't think. Man, Christian, we got to talk about wrestling. We haven't had to do that. We haven't oh. really got to do that on a deep level in many months. That felt so good. That was so much fun to sit down and watch a whole bunch of matches this weekend. I know my team's wrestling in. We got, well, we have seven teams wrestling in the club duels this weekend. And then we got Super 32s, the preseason nationals. I love it. We got wrestling, baby. It's great. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Hopefully, we'll we'll have more news and stuff to talk about. I mean, USA Wrestling's decision. This uh, extra year decision, the freebie year, we'll call it, uh, transfer rules. Mm-hmm. Lots of good wrestling to come up. We've got the eight-man bracket reveal show coming soon. Lots of good stuff. And uh, oh, we are yeah. so thankful 
for you guys, for your faithful listenership. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. We hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Talk about some more wrestling. If you haven't caught it yet, Metcalf episodes 1, 2, and 3 are out. Please watch those. Let us know what you think. We all liked it. We're so biased. Can't even stand it. Thanks, guys, so much. Have a good Tuesday. See ya. Yeah.